Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. You're a very funny man. Hello and welcome to the Pro Wrestling Show in association with Talk Sport. Coming up in today's show, an exclusive interview with NXT champion Alistair Black that we conducted at Download. We'll talk about the UK tapings appearing finally on the TV. We'll preview this weekend's pay-per-views in Ring of Honor. We'll talk about New Japan being over in England and much, much more. You're listening to the Pro Wrestle Show. Something I've noticed I do. You call it the Pro Wrestle Show all the time. Because <laughs> that's what our Twitter handle is. The Pro Wrestling Show is the Why name of the show. Why won't Twitter let us have one extra yeah, it's or be- two or three extra characters? Uh, well, I'll get on to them and be like, what? They're not going to change their whole policy for two <laughs> fat pricks from South London. <laughs> the, the thing is, right, is that with that, is that they've now made it so that the handles aren't even included in the tweets. And they've so extended tweets to 280 characters. What does it matter if a handle is 15 characters long instead of 12 characters long? What's your problem, Twitter? Their stock price will fall for some reason. I have no idea why. Uh, hey, Johnny, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm all right. You've watched loads of wrestling this week, and I've not watched a lot because I've done a lot of work. But um, all right, you said we've kind of done opposites. I've not watched enough, and you've watched way too much. I have been bundled all up in wrestling. I've watched oh. the UK tournament in full, oh. Raw, SmackDown, NXT. I watched Ring of Honor's Go Home show for this weekend's pay per view. Uh, we also went to Progress and watched some wrestling on Sunday. Some. It's a good week. Yeah, no, it's good. It's probably the World Cup on as well. Like there's this, this football. Oh, and I've literally watched all the football. Well, as I've well. watched hardly any of the football. So we're recording this during Colombia Senegal, and I'm livid. Honestly, livid. I couldn't care less. The, we're, but we're still going to play England in the next round. I don't support England. It's coming England. home, Johnny. I support, it's coming home, John. I support. We are so loud. I support Wales. So <laughs> um, I don't know. But I've been. Did you text any German friends you know yesterday? I certainly did. I messaged Archie Rindtut, who is a German football reporter, on Twitter, just yeah. saying, bad luck, mate. Um, I messaged... He's fam- there as well. That's, oh, even, that's worse. even worse. Uh, we've got family friends that we've visited for the last, like, 25 years. Um, we've watched their kids grow up. We've seen them, like, every year. And I sent them a message saying, in German, but I thought Germany were good. <laughs> um, and good. he sent back this, and I want to play you this, and uh, I'll play the sound on the podcast. This, this is their neighbours this morning. Please tell me he lowers the flag. He's lowering the... <laughs> it's a husband and wife. The husband is lowering the German flag from outside his house while his wife plays a trumpet. Why have you not put that on social media? That's incredible. I don't, I don't know if he wants me to. 
And then they start laughing. That might have been a German swear. I don't know if it was. Oh, very good. Yeah. Very so uh, good. G- German's doing banter, but he did reply saying, they're just going to turn their flag sideways and support their neighbours Belgium this uh, this evening because uh, apparently no one will tell the difference. Good. They'll be laughing. Apart from the fact that it's going to be a portrait flag instead of a landscape flag. And it's not the colours are in the wrong order. And, oh, uh, and yeah, Belgium's yellow and Germany's gold. It's, there's so many discrepancies here. I think he's just clutching at straws. Anyway, enough about football. We'll save that for the pro football show. Talk about wrestling, Will. Uh, wrestling. What do we want to... Uh, like, Let's talk about... So, uh, coming up on the show, we've got Alistair yeah, Black. Yeah, 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 25 yeah. minutes, so we'll pop that at the end of the show. Tommy End, yeah. We've got some news and bits to get to. And uh, to, at the Tommy End yeah, of the show. See, very so good, good. Yeah, 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 yeah. It took me a while. At the Tommy End. Uh, there are some independent shows coming up this weekend, including, well, tonight, Will Ospreay's new brand, Frontline, starting up in London during the England game and while I'm working. So, unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to make it to that. Yeah. It's a pretty decent card, though. Uh, if, if you hear this at, like, five this <laughs> afternoon and have enough time to get down it's there. It's four now. <laughs> gonna sh- I'm going to upload it really quickly. If you're listening on the commute home on Thursday, there's something of June. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, last Thursday in June. But they've got... I mean, Ke- uh, Kino's over, for, and he's facing Chris Ridgway, who I thought was going to win the old... Uh, I thought he was I thought well. he was going to win the old... Um, what's it called? Series. <laughs> Natural Progression Series in progress. He didn't. No. Spoiler alert. Uh, Tony Storm against B Priestley. We've got Rampage Brown, Rob Lynch. I'm excited to see Rob Lynch back and doing a lot of stuff. That's good. Absolutely. Uh, while Boar's in action, alongside Flash Morgan Webster facing Eminem. Uh, we've got Kip Sabian, El Fantasmo, CCK. <laughs> My name. Adam Brooks, Aussie Open, uh, Mark Haskins. All the big names on the UK scene. No, Will Ospreay actually wrestling, but he has got quite a busy weekend. He has got a busy weekend, yeah. He's just agenting and whatever else, and we saw him in action last weekend at Progress. So we we were late, weren't we? Because let's face it, we were working and and slacking, and we couldn't find... No, my flight from Dublin was delayed. Oh, I was working, yeah. Yeah, my flight from Dublin was delayed. I missed the entire England match and we were late for progress and missed the first two matches of the night. But we missed the intros, the the entrances, but we saw what what I'm going to say is my favourite match at progress so far that wasn't on the 1978 show. Wow. Will Ospreay versus your man what's he call himself when he's in England the, the Irish import, the, the, the killer import because he's the import killer when he's in Ireland so he's the killer import when he's not in Ireland Wh- whatever see what he's done there Jordan Devlin yeah so I my kind of feeling towards Will Ospreay is I think when he was doing his run with Jimmy Havoc in progress was when he really learned and developed like he's obviously an incredible technical wrestler like does some mm-hmm, insane mm-hmm. stuff that is just absolutely ridiculous the running like backflip thing where he times it perfectly and look like brushes the ropes with the back of his nose as he goes out it's just ridiculous but I, I i didn't buy into the like his promos necessarily and his in-ring psychology and i think he he developed that during that run with jimmy havoc and then he went to japan and got involved in the junior heavyweights and it wasn't really clicking for me that match at Dominion this year was unbelievable. Like, genuinely, when he hit his highest height, as far as I can say, and I know people look at the Ricochet match and give it five stars and whatever else, but those are the ones that really stood out for me. He, um, his match with Jordan Devlin was unbelievable. Uh, I, I was, uh, I know, like, every, there were just people in the crowd just ooing and ahhing, and, like, you know, that always happens with those kind of matches, but... They were like properly constant, an like, honest to god match of the year candidate for like in all of wrestling, not just in progress. Jordan Devlin is really, really cracked on, isn't he? He's really, uh, he's really progressed. What, what a difference that eighteen months or so has made. I know, like in, I hadn't really seen much of him before the UK tournament last year. 
because you know compared to you i'm fairly new to indie wrestling because i was just a bit of a wwe uh, man whore um, when i was younger so you know how i said i've watched too much wrestling this week <sighs> go on this is an example of how too much wrestling i've watched so Keith Lee has obviously now joined the WWE, which I'm slightly gutted about. I'm sure we'll be able to get him on at some point. But Keith Lee was like one of my top aims as like an in-studio podcast guest. You're a big fan of Keith. Uh, he's, he's incredibly intelligent. He's funny. I just think, and he's also a great wrestler. Uh, OTT released a free match, which was him. It was his last match in Europe before this WWE run that he's going on. It was Keith Lee and Shane Strickland against Jordan Devlin and another fella from OTT whose name I can't remember. And um, it's classic. It's a little bit like the British Strong Style match we saw this past weekend, yeah. where the first 10 minutes was a bit comedy, bit of fun, a little bit of acknowledgement of how ridiculous the amount of talent in the ring was, but all kind of breaking kayfabe and having a bit of a joke. And then it got really hot down the yeah, kind of stretch. Um, and it's absolutely brilliant. So Keith Lee tweeted it out and then we quote tweeted it from there. Uh, Keith Lee liked it. Literally nobody else liked it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Keith Lee was surprised it was being given away for free. Yeah, he was. He really was genuinely stunned yeah. that it was being given away. I've for not free. watched it yet. I'll, I will watch that when I'm at work later. What? So that'll give that gives you a good example of what Jordan, where Jordan Devlin's kind of got to. If you get a chance to go out and see that, uh, he's yeah, he, uh, he's one of my favourites now. Before I was like, oh yeah, he's the guy that was trained by Finn Balor. Whereas now he's actually in his own right. It's like he's actually incredible, and I really enjoy watching him. So I enjoyed that. And then, obviously, yeah, the British Strong Style match was, was great, mainly because Tyler Bate wore his weird silk shorts <laughs> and then took his boot off. Like, I won't spoil it if you're going to watch it on demand progress, but... Um, there was a lot of shoe throwing. They it, was was... Just, it was just, like, comedy. Like, Pete had just flown in from Singapore, so he was probably knackered. So, like, you know, they kind of let it... It was just fun. Remember how down I was about the fact that we were going to be losing the air guitar with the... <laughs> NXT belt. It was certainly made up for. Uh, yeah, from Carl O'Reilly. We got an entire band performance with Trent Seven playing his belt like a keyboard. On the, in, on the floor, though. <laughs> yeah, actually on the Tyler floor. Tyler going, going like 200% Kyle O'Reilly with the, with the belt. And then Pete begrudgingly playing the drums. It was wonderful. Genuinely, genuinely wonderful. Uh, yeah, that's one of those ones that if you're going to sort of spare some time and watch Demand Progress, it's one to watch. I'm a big fan of that. And there were some good matches, but we had to go, didn't we? But there were some good matches after that. Which, well, not um, just that. We had... Uh, Travis Banks and Chuck Mambo which was fantastic Eddie Dennis came in and cut a promo on Mark Andrews uh, saying he didn't want to wait till Wembley I've got a feeling they might have to push that back until Wembley now because we're losing Will Ospreay and Jimmy Havoc well this is a breaking news and it's breaking news to me you told me me this this morning and I I was totally oblivious to this it was sort of hidden away wasn't it within uh, within this progress thing you're going to play it? I am going to play it except for the fact that I've gone back to YouTube where I had it lined up perfectly and YouTube has refreshed and and put an advert on so I'm going to fade it up on what I think was the bit where (laughs) they were talking about it and uh, and see if I can make this work I think it's it's probably only fair because we've never, you know, we've never just like hidden anything from from progress fans about dates and clashes and people mm. not being available, um, because of the way that New Japan obviously has your full time contract there and the way they book things. Where are you going to be in September thirtieth when we're at Wembley? I won't be at Wembley. Okay. Uh, New Japan booked their shows uh, the first year, mm-hmm. so the first half of the year, I should have said. Sorry. So, so six in December, plus, yeah. yeah. So in December, I found out that I would be working these amount of dates mm-hmm. and then they leave this half blank so there'll be like on September there'll be like a highlighted patch so it'll be like 12 for info and it'll be all highlighted yellow so these are the tours we need you for okay. and then when it said 28, 29, 30 it was completely blank so right. I naturally assumed right, they're not going to do a show there I can do it but now 
with New Japan trying to do the global expansion, mm-hmm. uh, they're doing shows in the United Kingdom, in Australia, and more or less they'll be doing huge shows in uh, Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Uh, I walked into the Best Super Juniors this year, and as soon as I walked into the office, they uh, put up a new booking sheet, and uh, they've they've booked in a Los Angeles show. And uh, I've tried to get out of it. I asked them if uh, if it's going to be a really important show, and it is for them because once again, it is the global expansion. They are trying to reach a higher demand and it is it's an amazing time to be involved but also it can be a bit of a minefield can, as yeah, well it can be uh, an absolute battlefield right but, uh, but the fact is is that again before we put the cameras on here you spoke about Jimmy and I know that you had something that you wanted to say that we are this is still going to happen I'm going to leave it there because oh, you're such a what he then does is cuts a really great promo on Jimmy Havoc uh, during the interview. So it's it's from the Progress Wrestling YouTube channel and also on the um, this Progress. And thank you to Glenn and those guys for letting us use that clip. Uh, essentially saying he's not going to be at Wembley because of the fact that he's going to be involved in these LA shows for, uh, for New Japan. And, and this is kind of a little bit of a potential problem, I think, going forward. Because like Glenn was saying there, it's fantastic that the growth is getting to the level where things like that can now happen. The, the kind of problem is, is that... So take this weekend. So you're going to the Strong Style Evolved UK event at I am. Milton Keynes. I am, yeah. I'm going, I've never been to Milton Keynes before. It's my first time in Milton Keynes. I'm looking forward to it. It's where they do the big IPW shows at the yeah, Ice yeah. Rink Arena, isn't it? Yeah. Exactly, yeah. And um, yeah, and it's like it's like a co-promotion, isn't it? It's, it's New Japan and it's Rev Pro doing this this thing called Strong Style Evolved. And, um, and Rev Pro have always worked with New Japan and, and Ring of Honor and their talent. And this is the first time they're kind of... Uh, bringing it over and, and actually booking it as a New Japan show, and the lineup is incredible. Yeah, yeah, I'm really looking forward to the lineup. Yeah, you've got members of Bullet Club, just not the, the <laughs> kind of big names. Yeah. You got TG and Yurijo, uh, Takahashi. You've got Tiger Mask against David Starr, which should be great. Walter against Nagata, which should be amazing. Oh, uh, Volta, Volta, sorry, Volta, who I didn't realise when he first came out was called Big Van Volta, like really? uh, Big Van Van Dam. Uh, You've got Will Ospreay. Big Van Rob Down yeah, Van Dam. Yeah, I don't what? know. That went wrong. Uh, <laughs> Kenamaru against uh, Will Ospreay. The the uh, main event is amazing. Suzuki Gun with Zack Sabre and uh, Minoru Suzuki against Okada and Ishii. I mean, yeah. you've got so much great talent there, but you are missing... Uh, you are missing the Young, Young Bucks. Bucks. You are missing Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega. And Mar- that's because... Martin Skull. On the same weekend, Kenny Omega is running this amazing event in Daytona Beach uh, alongside CEO Gaming. And at that, he's got the likes of uh, himself, Hangman Page, Jeff Cobb, who apparently is part of New Japan now, as I found out in an interview with JR that he's done the other day. Uh, That's where uh, the likes of Naito are going to be this weekend. Uh, So... So Takahashi out, yeah. as well, Thunder Liger. So you've basically Juice Robinson as well, who I've really started to buy into recently, really starting to like Juice. You've kind of Big taken the, the company and split it in half across England and America because you're trying to crack both markets in a big way. Which is a bit annoying because there are certain people we want to see. Yeah, and, and you know, I now can't go this weekend because I'm an idiot and didn't book it off work. And it's still going to be an amazing <laughs> yeah, event, know. but it's not what I necessarily expected it was going to no, be. No, I mean, I'm still really looking forward to it, and um, I hope you booked as good seats, Will. Uh, I think they were all right, weren't they? Yeah, they're amazing seats. All right, look at some photos. We'll put loads of photos up, me and a uh, friend of the show, Ali. 
And, and and Sam Stevens, hopefully, producer Sam. Is Big Bad Sam coming? Uh, yeah, he lives nearby, so <laughs> he was the obvious person to take my ticket when I couldn't go. You're like, tw- you're like Will, Will Gavin is like Twickets. He works so many events <laughs> that he then can't go to. He's always selling tickets for various things, hawking around like Jericho. Got tickets for Charles Gambino at the O2 this morning. Pretty Great. pleased with literally, that. Literally don't care. <laughs> Amazing. I only just realised Charles Gambino is that fella from that Star Wars film. Good. Shows how much good. I know. So yeah, it's a potentially a problem, but I'm I'm looking forward to hearing your report. Yeah, I, I will. I'll give you all the the info. And I'll certainly give you a review. Next week's show. I'm sure it's going to be good. And um, take a pen and pad, make some notes. I'm working early the next morning as well, so I won't be uh, won't be knocking them back like uh, like we did in the old uh, New Orleans. So. Do you want to talk about some other things that are coming up, or would you like to start talking about some televised wrestling? Uh, We can talk about, well, there's WWE coming up, which we can talk about, and we're going to have Alistair Black coming out. Should we, coming out, <laughs> literally, Ooh. he's doing a run-in. He's going to hit you. He's after John with the steel chair. And then... Uh, oh, there was so much dry ice in the, in the room. <laughs> <laughs> um, can you imagine that entrance when he gets up to the main roster? It's gonna well, be we thought that with Bobby Roode. Bobby Roode's disappeared and no. gone up his own bum, hasn't he? Don't stop um, it. Do you, there's an IPW um, going on next week. I mean, mm-hmm. it's a bit in advance next Wednesday. Uh, live at Unit 9. Which, uh, which oh, that's their monthly Live at Unit 9 show, which what, is yeah. generally pretty good. Yeah, it looks pretty good. Um, the, the weird thing is they don't... This is also Milton Keynes, by the way. And they don't... Um, they've not really released the card yet. And I've looked everywhere, and I know you're really good at finding these things, Well, So if you can find it while I'm talking about it, that's great. All I'm saying is that Mark Haskins is on the poster. So I'm imagining that Mark Haskins will be appearing at IPW Live at Union 9. I I, <laughs> I was actually looking because there's a Riptide show next week that I think people should check out if they're down in the southeast. Stuff happening up north as well. But uh, there's um, Chris Brooks is going to be taking on Tanizaki, uh, which is his debut match in the for uh, for Riptide. Oh, and nice. you're going to have uh, Chuck Mambo against Eddie Dennis for Chuck Mambo's place in the uh, in the championship. There's there's loads of really cool stuff coming up. So it's Ring of Honor this weekend as well. Yeah. Oh, Ring of Honor. This this is a really good lineup, actually, isn't it? This is the most hyped I've been for a Ring of Honor pay-per-view for some time. And do you know what part of it is? They did a proper go-home show. Yeah. Like, actually, the writers at WWE go and watch this week's Ring of Honor TV show and see how it's done. Yeah. Because they had, um, you had Jay Lethal against uh, Chucky T, which was a great match. And then the Young Bucks and Adam Page going up against the Briscoes and Punishment Martinez, which is essentially the Young Bucks and the Briscoes are going uh, head-to-head for the tag titles this weekend. Punishment Martinez is facing Hangman Page for the television title that he won off friend of the show, uh, Silas Silas Young. Um, And so what they did was they spent the entire show building up to it. Dalton Castle and, and the boys came out and did the opening promo and hyped up Friday's pay-per-view where he's going to be having a three-way with Cody and Marty. Uh, well, and, yeah, I'm interested to know what you think about that, yeah. Uh, we had uh, Bully Ray Flip Gordon. There was like a nice video package. Basically, the whole thing was building to Friday's pay-per-view and it was some really good and it's well worth going and finding and watching because it was a really, really good hour of television. I really enjoyed it. I think that um, I think we should watch this. Actually, I know if you're listening to this after Friday, it's irrelevant. But if you it, no, if it's after Friday, go back and watch it. <laughs> the joy of pay per views uh, and streaming. I don't watch any live the modern TV. age. Someone was asking me what TV I watch yesterday. I, just, I don't watch any TV. I just watch Netflix and wrestling streaming. I watch the football live. 
Yeah, okay. And watch other people tweeting about uh, Love Island while I'm watching the football. I watched, yeah, I watch Twitter more than I watch TV. Including uh, David Starr, who was <laughs> back in the UK and suddenly latched onto Love Island. Oh my God. Uh, and I really want to get him on the show next week and see if we can just talk about Love Island for an hour. He strikes me as someone who's <laughs> like Love Island. He's, he's very out there, isn't he? Yeah, just now. Bit. In terms of this, do, do you think that going into All In, um, I know this is like into the into the distance, that Cody will be the champion? Could we see him potentially getting the title now? I suspect he wins on Friday. That would be where my money is. I mean, introducing Marty Skrull to the situation already, what you're doing is potentially protecting Dalton Castle by doing that. We talked about when he came over and did the tour and went and saw him in Crystal Palace, where. He had one of the more disappointing... It was a brilliant night overall, but he had one of the more disappointing matches, and apparently Mm. this was the case across all the UK dates. He's been carrying this injury, which he carried into that... You know, like the brilliant professional wrestler he is, he came and he did his dates, he did his booking, but it's like when we saw Will Ospreay in New Orleans, it compromised the types of matches he could have because he was working around the injury... So they can protect Dalton Castle by introducing Marty Skrull. There can be some shenanigans, which there's bound to be because Cody's involved. I'd be amazed if he doesn't have the title on him for All In, so why not now? And does he face Marty Skrull at All In for that title? Is that something they're no, aren't they, setting up? Aren't they already doing... Or isn't he already got his match set for All In? Oh, has he? Or there's... there's <laughs> this, it's bad that I don't remember this, but there is... Yeah, the so that's it. Um, it's Nick Aldis. Yeah against Cody Rhodes for the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. And the idea was Nicholas wanted it to be champion v champion. And in promos has made a big deal out of you bring your championship, I'll bring mine kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. And and the special guest referee, obviously, Dr. Dre. (laughs) Yeah, good. I see what you did there. there. see what you did there. Very good. Yeah. Well done, mate. I'm I'm proud of you. Still Dre. Um, (laughs) No, there's some, there's some great stuff on this, obviously, um, to Neil Dashwood, you know, f- potential future guest on the show, um, hopefully. You're so desperate to get her on, it's amazing. Yeah, I am. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I think we need we need more women on the show and we need more Australians on the show. Um, Briscoes versus the Young Bucks will be really good. It'll be good to see if the Young Bucks can hold a million tag titles at the same time. The, the Briscoes really have stepped up in the last six to eight months as well, though, and so I no problem with them holding the title against no, the Young Bucks. No, and the Young Bucks putting them over. Uh, I really like the Kingdom of Los Ingobernables. <laughs> no, none of us. <laughs> I pronounce that so many different ways. Ingobernables. I've never, never been able to do it. Really struggle with those Japanese names. Uh, Bushi Evil and Sonata. Like, it's an amazing, amazing lineup. Eight woman tag match. Jay Lethal against Kushida. Uh, this is, I'm going to watch it. Austin Aries, Kenny King as well. He's not even fighting for a title, Austin no, Aries. Just like, just, that's, the, that's probably the first match on as well. The man of a million belts. What's going on? I know. Uh, so yeah best in the world this weekend uh, find it on Ring of Honor uh, and it'll be streaming on Friday and I'm very very excited about it very excited yeah. we'll tweet about it yeah. I'm sure so am I we... hang on am I right in thinking there's no oh no is there any no is there no World Cup on Friday either uh, no there is no World Cup this Friday Riptide next Friday could clash with uh, an England quarter final potentially depending on whether we our potential this is how sad it's got at this point England's potential quarterfinals, depending on tonight's results with Belgium, will either be Friday the 6th at 7pm or Saturday the 7th at 3pm. I've got oh. to consider how it's clashing with other wrestling Let's events. go with Saturday. That's fingers crossed. There's no wrestling on at 3pm. Yeah, fingers crossed. That's what they're going to do. drunk from the night before. 
Uh, mon- Monday after progress, uh, apparently fifty um, percent more people ring in sick for work. Fifty <laughs> uh, percent more marks ring in sick for work. <laughs> go, try and go to a game. There's literally no one at work. <laughs> Uh, we have a theory that everyone who goes to progress works a game because because several people there look like people we know who work a game. Yeah, it's good. It's a theory. Good. It's only a theory. Uh, we've not talked to any WWE yet. Yeah, go on then. Um, do you, okay, I've got something to talk about, about the UK Championship, which I watched um, on TV on Monday. Obviously, you went to it. I, I couldn't go. And it's been great to see how warmly it's received been received by american fans american yeah. reviewers eights 8.5s lots of high lots of four plus star matches so really really pleased about it any observations your one observation was they've turned down some of the chants oh massively and it's funny because we sat there with triple h and Shawn michael and uh Shawn michaels <laughs> there were two of them <laughs> since he's cut <laughs> his hair off he just goes for Shawn michael now surely <laughs> mike um and he very specifically said that they don't tamper with crowd noise now i have actually don't necessarily mind them tampering with crowd noise in this occasion because what they've done is they put on it 8 p.m. UK time mm-hmm. to serve the UK audience, which means it's streaming at midday specific. Specific? What's going on? Are you all right? <laughs> no, this is like the second week in a row I've struggled. Yeah, midday Pacific, I'm 3 p.m. Eastern. Tight, sleep or anything. And so, like, um, they have yeah. to be aware of the audience, and I think a lot of the chants were a little bit tasty, weren't they? They're they've, a bit very British. They've taken out the swearing. There was this one incredible moment. When um, it, it's the Travis, 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 effing Banks chant, and it just goes Travis, 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 <laughs> Travis, Travis, Travis. It's just say Travis over and over again. Fran Healy's somewhere going. Oh, the chant. Is- oh no, not. It's but not, even it's not me. um, like even during like for example Zach Gibson's promo on the first night. Oh yeah. At one point they start chanting. Actually, they left a few in. They left the term for masturbation. They left the term for... Um, oh, the Americans don't know what that means. Son of... Uh, like, a child... Not son or daughter. Son of child a married out of wedlock. Oh, yeah. That got left in there. But the Fast Fs Stuart. the Fs and the Ss have been taken out. But there is one point during... the Zach Gibson gets proper, proper heel heat. But there's one point midway through his whole speech where... You can see that the crowd are chanting something, and yet all you're hearing are boos. And I don't, like I said, I don't mind it because it was taking swearing out, and it's the nature of a British crowd, and maybe part of the reason they didn't do it live. But uh, there were a few moments earlier, certainly during the round robin matches, where it made it seem like the crowd were a lot quieter than they were. Yeah, um, and it wasn't. The crowd was so hot, and I think it came across a lot more on night two when all the NXT people were there, and a lot of the British sweary chants were less prevalent yeah, because it was a lot sense. of the American and international talent American rather dudes. than the Brits. Um, I've got something I noticed for you, and this, mm-hmm. is, this is why I think Triple H has got an amazing attention to detail. How would you say the second city of in the UK? Birmingham. Yeah, but how would an American say it? Birmingham. How did Triple H say it? Birmingham. Yes. Good man. Do you know what I mean? I yeah, watched yeah. that and just thought... That little attention to detail shows that he's been around the block a few times and he knows what he's talking about. And I thought that was really good because it was so refreshing to hear an American say Birmingham that it was like, whoa, stood out really well. And, I think if um, you've been hanging around with all three members <laughs> of the British Strong Style for a while, Dunn, yeah. you can't help It's still one of my favourite moments of WWE TV is when Pete Dunne had a, a UK title match on NXT. I'm trying to think he was facing. It might have been... Um, Danny Birch or someone like that or only yeah. Lorcan but about three or four months ago and then he went backstage after the match 
and Trent and Tyler were backstage. And Trent literally rounds the corner and goes, All right, bub! <laughs> and I'm just like, what are Americans going to think that means? They're going to think I said, like, yeah, some kind of foreign language. Uh, Donald w- Trump will try and build a wall around that. Very good. Hashtag political jokes. Yeah, you, you've got them all today. Yeah. Just I'm awake off. today. That's why. Do you know why? Do you know why I think I'm awake? I had a, a ginger and apple shop before I came in from one Excuse of those. Me? From one of those, you know, uh, tuggy tuggy shops. That sounds even worse. I, I was just trying to hide the word saying. wanky. I was going to try and hide the word wanky, but tuggy tuggy sounds. Uh, I don't know what you're saying, but okay. I had a, I've had a shot of ginger, which apparently revitalizes you and gives you life, and I feel like I've been given life. Uh, was there anything about the wrestling that you wanted to mention? Um, I really enjoyed it. I haven't watched the second night yet because I've been working evenings this week and I've been asleep in the day because um, it's too hot to do anything. And uh, no, I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed uh, seeing Tony Storm win. I'm looking forward to watching her. Uh, she comes out of the match. weekend looking fantastic. I, I, I wanted to talk about the ending of that match, but if you've not watched it yet, I'll hold off. Um, I'm sure everyone else has watched it. You can, I, I, know, I know what happens. You, you kind of told me in, on the day that... Okay, so, yeah, Shayna, I mean, she um, gets the injury, plays great babyface style, uh, gets locked in for the the choke, manages to get out of it into the ropes just, collapses to the outside of the ring. Shayna then bails out, grabs her literally really physically up against the barrier, chokes her for like the first five of the ten count, and then just leaves her passed out on the floor and then rolls back into the ring and gets the count out victory. And it was just different and yeah. brutal and so suiting both characters and it just it worked so well for me on a storytelling perspective it was, it's like again with that Nikki Cross finish wasn't it at TakeOver yeah. Yeah. yeah that's quite refreshing and I, I, I like that with that they're doing stuff like that with Shayna Baszler because she's not the greatest technical worker no, at the moment all, no. she's, but that's her bag isn't it that's what she, she does she does her she does her submissions proper yeah um, I thought yeah I thought Tony Storm came out of it looking brilliant I thought Zach Gibson came out of it looking amazing it looks great Travis yeah. Banks came out of it looking amazing so um, and yeah I thought just the British wrestling in general had a really good couple of days and, and it the, was was over in a big way and the six man tag was good um, a lot, there was a lot of people on Twitter I searched the hashtag for this a lot of people moaning about the, tri- the six man tag why? I don't know. Just sort of saying that it was all a bit silly at point at times. I was like, I didn't. They did stuff I like I enjoyed it. I think they did stuff like the Trent Seven Tyler bait, where he does the as if they're going to flip him to do the standing moonsault, yeah. and he just falls backwards on them. And they did some they, spots like that, which are a bit silly. But was that was that the one where um, was that the no no no? This was on NXT last night on Wednesday night. I will skip forward to NXT if we're on the subject of it. Where um, Tyler Bate, who is like has got the henchest car uh, thighs in wrestling, <laughs> yeah, did the thing where he does the spinny thing, you know, with someone with his legs either side. He probably calls or something but then he also had um one of the other members oh of the well, so he era. does like the airplane spin so like, and the does the big swing at the same time did a double one of those that yeah and and this and they did a a, a point where carlo riley got on his back and was choking him and then he managed to get roderick strong and he managed to do like a double he managed to do like a german suplex and the back like at the same was, time yeah. and so what they're just making Tyler making makes, him look strong and he Tyler can do it so ridiculous just, i just don't I, don't I don't get it hey you remember my fantasy booking from last week no i don't actually have <laughs> there's so much of it forgotten fantasy it booking uh 
Tommaso Ciampa came out when Alistair Black was talking about the title. I saw you share a photo of this from Progress. <laughs> uh, a little bit exciting, this. Yeah, full 100% chub. He is a spectacular asshole, and that is... <laughs> a huge compliment. <laughs> yeah, I could not say it any other way better. I like seeing Candice LeRae getting a win and them framing the stuff around it with Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae doing backstage interviews where they both, like... Johnny Gargano clearly in a wrong headspace over all the stuff from TakeOver. Yeah. Candice LeRae being like, no, I've got to focus on me now. Really like that. Uh, and I thought the yeah, I thought the, the six-man tag from NXT was really good as well with Ricochet mm. and with, uh, with Cole added to the mix after they came out. And having Undisputed Era get the win there, but getting it over Ricochet instead of... All of that worked like... Just prolongs the story a bit more, doesn't it? Yeah. So, I loved it. So something that might happen. Yeah, I, I liked it. Um, let's let's go on to something that we've slagged off quite a lot recently. Not slagged off, we've just been frustrated with it, haven't we? Uh, Monday Night Raw. Continue to be frustrated with it. Yeah, I mean, I was trying to find something that I enjoyed. I mean, I like the fact the Revival won, but at the same time, I feel like in the long run, they ain't going to win. It'll be a nothing. It's, yeah. it's, it'll be absolutely forgotten because it's all about setting up Lashley and Reigns. Is this the whole thing with the, the Lesnar contract things a work, right? Absolutely. I saw you tweet that. I wasn't sure if you were dangling your fishing rod over, yeah, I was over a the little Twitter bit. Yeah, ball. I was. I was. I was. Uh, Someone casting, was like, "It's clearly a work." Yeah, well, I get your facts right. Casting a dangler, and I managed to get a few oh, bites. Uh, and yeah, it was all about teasing Reigns Lashley as a thing, which is something I could not care less about. I mean, they've about. obviously had to change the story. What with Sami Zayn being injured and. It's kind of I want Lashley to do something a bit more meaningful, but I still feel like whatever they're doing is just to put Roman Reigns over mm-hmm. again or try again. Surely, like I would rather watch Lashley and Brock go at it, at, yeah, at SummerSlam than I would watch Reigns. Even if Lashley's involved in some kind of triple threat, fine. Uh, well, what else? Uh, um, I like the authors of Pain are back. <laughs> that was good. Briefly, uh, even if it was minute. just for a squash. Uh, Alexa- I, like, I still like the B team. I, I'm like. The B team is still over in the John Jackson's world. I love the B team because I'm just glad that they have they've done something with them since the Miz left to go to the other show. Because like I've just feared they would disappear back up their own backsides. Observations on that is I love how much uh, obviously Bo Dallas looks like his brother Bray Wyatt. Um, I like the fact that they're teasing that they might sort of recruit them to their weird cult thing. Mm -hmm. That could be quite good. and I, I, it could get embarrassing, though, for Bray Wyatt because Bo Dallas is a much better wrestler. Uh, and that's a really underrated thing. Bo Dallas's NXT run was great, and we need more of that, please. Although, kudos to Bray Wyatt, who is wrestling in an apron at the moment. Uh, Alexa Bliss, I thought, was... was Alexa Bliss and Mickey were, were good, but it got kind of ruined by Natalia coming out, and they had a real that, bad she match. Was, she was very... I, like, hate, I hate her as a face. Yeah, hate her. it just didn't work for me. Just like squawking around, and then Nijax comes out all smiles, and that was a bit weird. And just yeah, I'm just not that fussed. Like I'd rather watch Tony Storm getting battered by Shayna Baszler. You know what trigger they finally did pull though? Oh, the Bailey going mad in the most unbelievable segment you'll ever see. Well, no, I thought the actual. See, I've I've got a real problem with this. This is the prime example of, I think, what is the issue with the with WWE storytelling at the moment. Uh-huh. Is that for the amount of hours of TV they've got, they don't let things develop slowly over time. Like sometimes a feud would go on for a year. Yeah, oh, yeah. And you would get a full program over that time and they'd dip in and out of it. And like you're seeing, think about the amount of praise that stuff like Champa Gargano is getting because it's developed out over that stretch of time. Yeah, I get that. 
Yet when they do something like this and they take four or five months to get to the payoff, everyone gets annoyed. They're like, oh, why haven't they done it yet? Come on, just get on with it. Just the faffing around. I didn't like... It's not that, then. The, um, I didn't like the uh, the whole sent, having to send her to therapy nonsense. Wrestling's That's about fighting each other. Weird. What are you if doing? If you're sending Kurt? her to therapy, what about Tommaso Ciampa? Yeah. He a... needs some therapy. Uh, but I actually thought the actual... Him or over how much the crowd reacted to it. I thought Bailey did really well with it. It's not a heel turn because if you go back over the history of the two of them, it's all Banks screwing her over. It's Banks th- eliminating her from the Rumble. Yeah. It's Banks pushing her off the pod. It's her just flicking and the elimination it, it? chamber, and it's her losing it. And at the end of it, she can still go back to being lovable Bailey again. I just Bailey doesn't work being bad. That's the problem. Like she's just so babyface. It's unbelievable. I think Sasha Banks would be great as a heel. I'd like prefer to see that, personally. How do you feel about the Owens uh, Braun stuff? Uh, I thought him on stage with Shania Twain was cringe. <laughs> um, Owens and Braun, I quite like the fact that Owens is kind of trying to get in with him because he realises that he can't be against him. The rumour is that they're going to be in a steel cage at Elimination Chamber. Oh, okay. That'll be that. I can get involved in that. Yeah. Um, they uh, the I I really like the way that the, the problem is when they were in the tag together. It wasn't an amazing match, but no. the stuff like uh, they were really really fun moments, like where Braun got him to do the run around the ring thing and forced him to <laughs> do it. Smacked Finn Balor out of the way, didn't they? Yeah. Or when they did the kind of he did the cannonball into one corner and Braun did the big splash into the other that corner. That was good. That was good. Stuff like that worked really well. And then I didn't get the whole. He ran away at the end. I got that. You know, chicken thingy heel. Great. Chicken thingy heel. (laughs) But then... Chicken heel, yeah. He went outside and Braun Strowman had literally turned his car over. Now, I know he's a man who once turned over an ambulance, if you can't tell the air quotes. Uh, But he flipped his car in a way that is like... I don't care how strong you are. In a way, you never could have done it that way. But also in a way where you'll probably get 90% of your deposit back. <laughs> the um, hero of the week, by the way, was the fella that timed a perfect run to go out with the fire extinguisher to put out the little bit <laughs> <Yeah>. of smoke. <laughs> he, I, I think off the top of my head, he ran out and went, ah! like he made a noise, which was just like perfectly timed. Because just as the camera panned around, you saw him. It was very like family guy. Um, and then we had, I thought, was a, a really good match between another really good match between Rollins and Ziggler. I think it's just a bit of a shame I think when you give thirty minutes to a match and then it ends in a disqualification. Yeah, um, I really like Dolph Ziggler. I've always really liked Dolph Ziggler. I liked his new um, pants he was wearing. There's rumor, rumor has it, yeah, that he's gonna him, him and old uh, Scottish chops are gonna have a fight, right? Well, the rumor has it that this whole push yeah. is because Ziggler's contract is up shortly, and. He's thinking about going and doing a Cody Rhodes because he's been underused for so long. So they're suddenly putting a title on him and giving him a big push. Fine. I want him to stick around. I'd rather see him in WWE and being used properly. I'm worried that he's going to then sign a new multi-year, multi-million dollar contract and go back to the mid-card nonsense. Yeah, that's... So I I hope this is real. I hope this is... It would be nice, wouldn't it? Proper, but I am concerned. Surely he is going to face... uh... His name, I can never get it. Is it Galloway? Drew McIntyre. McIntyre. Surely him and Drew McIntyre are going to kick off at some point. I would imagine so. I think one week soon, um, with like maybe a month to go before SummerSlam. Well, SummerSlam's like the 18th of August, isn't it? We need to work, we need to like do our predictions just before they kind of finalise it. Because I think I I think I can call SummerSlam. It's a bold claim because I'm terrible at calling what's going to happen. Come on. 
No, no, not right now. I'm not doing it now. I'll write it down. <laughs> we'll do it in a future show. All right, fine. And if you, if you, if you want to get involved, just you can drop us a tweet now. Actually, at Pro Wrestle Show, we'll get involved in like a, a prediction thing. I don't know how it'll work, but we'll work. And maybe we'll do it on Facebook Live. We haven't got Facebook. When we'll do it on Twitter Live. Is that a thing still? Yeah, Periscope, whatever it is. Can I just have a moan about Instagram? No. Okay. <laughs> Go on. We've got, we've got Instagram. You've, if you haven't got Instagram, again, Pro Wrestle Show, follow us. We put photos up. You've got Instagram where you put the photos up. That's boring now. No one does that. Then you've got Instagram stories, which I love, um, which is entertaining. You did a very good Instagram story oh. yesterday. Very, very funny. Yeah, there's a very good, yeah. I'm a big fan of that. Um, yeah, I won't tweet it because it's offensive. Um, so Instagram stories, right? So you can story your life. And then you've got Instagram live where you do a live video. And now you've got Instagram TV. So now we've got three different live, three different sort of video things. A, it's in portrait, which is naff because no one watches stuff in portrait or at least wants to. And B, like there's too many now. I, I'm not interesting enough to, to qualify all these things on Instagram. You're certainly not, Will. Yeah, I'm not very good at Instagram. <laughs> so like to this, this weekend when we were at the New Japan Rev Pro Copro thing, I'm gonna. Do I do a live story? Do I do an Instagram TV piece, which is more considered? Do I do just a story of like boomerangs and stuff? I just don't know. And this is what's bothering me about Instagram. Anyway, how do you want John to be on Instagram at Pro Wrestle Show uh, on Twitter <laughs> or Instagram? I guess yeah, <laughs> it makes Instagram, more sense. Yeah. But there we go. Yeah. Uh, I've just I'm, apparently I'm being messaged from the other studio. No. Oh. What's happening? Will's been paged. Why is why am I being paged from the other studio? Someone's written happy birthday, Bobby. Uh, oh, yeah. Happy birthday to um, BBQ, Big Bob <laughs> Quebec, um, who is celebrating a birthday today. He works for, um, what is he working for? All No, what's it called? Something to do with sport. Cut this bit out. It's crap. <laughs> oh, right. Jeremy from the other room has just messaged me. This is Jeremy Fuller, who works at TalkSport, just saying, do you think Hernan Crespo has started to look more and more like Shado Mack? Uh, oh, wow, he looks just like Shane Mack. <laughs> yeah, can we tweet that now? Yeah, 100%. Immediately. That's going off our Twitter account immediately. That's very funny. Well done, Jeremy. That was good. Good interruption. Right. Um, what gonna... I was saying before is, um, I don't know if you're going to cut that bit out before where we just talk nonsense, but happy birthday to a uh, big wrestling fan, BBQ, Big Bob Quebec. Oh, I'm leaving all of that in. Yeah, I can't uh, be asked. All right, to fine. Um, uh, Bob, Bobby from Gimme Sport, um, who uh, is a big fan of wrestling. Uh, we hung got... out with him at WrestleMania. And he's a hero. An absolute hero, um, the coolest guy in the world. No sense of direction, um, no sense of urgency. Always late, but a lovely bloke. And Amac, uh, his yeah, well, partner in crime, who's uh, just had a baby. Yeah, I mean, congratulations to to his. So well done, yeah. well done. We're now doing shout outs, right? <laughs> Where are we doing shout outs? I'm going to sprint through the first eighty percent of uh, <laughs> Bob, of you're SmackDown. Not, well, you've not uh, sprinted since the ice cream van nearly <laughs> left Talksport without you. Uh, Rusev beating Xavier Woods, great. Yeah. Uh, Sanity came back, had a bizarre match with Jeff Hardy and the Usos. I don't understand why they're losing on their second week on the show. Becky Lynch's push continues. Really happy about that. Then. We get Daniel Bryan yep. against Luke Harper. And who should come out at the end? The big red machine. Team Hell No is back. Kane is in the building. Um, am I the only person who absolutely loves this? No, I love it as well. Because I, I kind of stopped watching WWE when, when this happened before. When the ho- I missed the whole Daniel Bryan thing. So I'm kind of enjoying Daniel Bryan for the first time. Because that's when I was at uni and I just kind of slept and played Xbox. So... This for me is really exciting, and and a lot of people are saying it's possibly Kane's final run before he starts doing politics. Did he win that thing, or is it still going? No idea. Genuinely, no I'll idea. Google it while we talk. Uh, old Glenn Jacobs for mayor. 
Uh, right, so I love it for Not many Glenn reasons. Glenn Joseph for mayor. Yeah, whoever. <laughs> Glenn Joseph for mayor is something I would get behind. <laughs> the mayor of RuPaul. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, we, I don't know where to go with this now. So people, the reason people are complaining is because Daniel Bryan's back. He's only got a short contract and there's no guarantee he'll re-sign with WWE. And they're desperate to see him in the main event pitch. They want to see him against Styles and Samoa Joe and Rusev and whoever else is on that SmackDown show. And some people think this is a waste. For me reinvigorates the tag division, yeah. gives the Blood- Bludgeon Brothers someone genuine to go up against, brings back an angle that I really enjoyed at the time in Team Hell No that was really where Brian started to build momentum in WWE with kind of the not marquee indie fans. Um, and actually, you're going to have a match between those guys, which will put the tag titles on the main card, which is great. And actually, you've got Daniel Bryan, great worker. Luke Harper, great worker. Yeah, Eric Rowan... A bit underrated by people who think he's just a big moves guy. Actually, he can sell quite well and he's not terrible at all. And Kane, who is a veteran and still, as he showed in his last run, wasn't dreadful. No, I, I think there's, there's, still, there's lots of potential in this. It doesn't have to be a long-term thing. I'm all for it. Well, and there's talk of them already trying to slowly set up the main event of WrestleMania 35 next year in New York? Yeah. New Jersey? Yeah. New Jersey. Diff. Wow. There's a difference, a different state, isn't it? Is it a different state? Come on. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Bryan versus The Miz. And they're sort of dropping hints that they want that to be the main event. For the main event? That's what all the fan sites are saying. I've wow. been reading them this morning. They want that to be the main event because it's like the one thing that hasn't ever happened. And I think that Daniel Bryan was he. Was, when and The Miz is so over. Like 10 years ago, didn't one train the other? I'm assuming it's been in, Daniel yeah, Bryan. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, no, The Miz trained Daniel what? Bryan. The Miz? When, when Daniel Bryan enough. came into yeah NXT in its earliest right, so or tough enough or whatever it was. So they think they can tell that big 10-year story and make that the main event of WrestleMania. That's the way they seem I to be going. I would love that. But they obviously can't do it too soon and that's why Daniel Bryan was doing that programme with Big Cass and then that just fell by the wayside. Whether they knew they were going to get rid of Big Cass and they just used him until Kane was ready to come back, who knows? Uh, the idea of having him with the big guy is great. So yeah, so that's possibly where they're going with SmackDown. I would definitely be invested in that and if that was the main event of WrestleMania next year, I'd be doing a Will Gavin and booking my tickets two weeks before. I realised something yesterday. Yeah. You know we go on our NFL tour every oh, year with Red Iron. Me. I'm going to be in LA for Survivor Series. Hmm. <laughs> don't know what to think about that. I meant because... to go to Chargers Broncos that night, but I think I might go to Survivor Series. I mean, instead. I don't know what I think about that because um, because obviously, like you're in Japan for uh, when you're Summer at SummerSlam. Slam, I don't yeah. know, I'm at SummerSlam. Who says I'm going to SummerSlam? I hope you're going to SummerSlam. Well, hopefully, because then we'll cover it. And there's that. Okay, so you're at Survivor Series. I was thinking this, Will. Next year, we're potentially going to be in Atlanta for the Super Bowl, right? Mm-hmm. Week before is always Royal Rumble, isn't it? Mm-hmm. But it's miles away in Arizona. Mm-hmm. Road trip. Yeah. I mean... I mean, I'm not literally road tripping. I will fly, but yeah, that's yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> no don't worry. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, we're idiot. not driving. <laughs> no, we'll hire a car somewhere. But yeah, I was just thinking, do you know what? If you're going to America, go to Arizona first. It's a long way. It's so... <laughs> it's like practically it's about a five hour flight between those two places no yeah but once you fly there it's it takes a similar amount of time to get there it's like 11 hours to go to both and then just get an internal flight which is three hours 45 minutes okay from, good i love uh, the <laughs> i'm a big fan of airplanes right we've... we should go to royal rumble that's all i'm saying i'm sowing that seed now if anyone else wants to go we could do a little road trip all of us with the pro wrestling show we've really got to get to alistair black get so the... shut up stop talking <laughs> glenn joseph for mayor <laughs> 
Hashtag marks of people to marks 10 at urban species to get money off. The <laughs> um, Knox County Mayor. <laughs> it's the official photo of the tank top. Yeah. I never thought I'd see Kane in a tank top. Oh, it's wonderful. Uh, yeah, urban species, amazing t shirts. Uh, oh, they've got a new one. Oh, what is it? Is we'll it AJ? It. Whatever the urban species new t shirt is, is incredible. And um, you can get 10% off yeah. it by entering the code marks10 on their website. We don't even get 10% off. No, we don't. So, right, lots of love. Thank you for listening. Lots Here of is... love. <laughs> They're not your mum, Will. We, we said we were going to be an hour, and now it's going to be an hour and ten. And oh, I did... no, the end of the world. <laughs> oh, this is... There'll be someone uh, the... sat in their car now going, <laughs> oh, I'm going to have to sit in the car on the driveway for an hour, another ten minutes now. <laughs> and this is the NXT champion, Alistair Black. Formerly known as Tommy End. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. What's kind of really funny about this next guest is as a total and utter UK indie mark. My memories are from RevPro and Progress and, and ICW as, as Tommy End. But if there is kind of a greater example at the moment of where European talent can get by going to NXT, I'd suggest it's the current champion, Alistair Black. How are you doing, sir? Good. How are you guys doing? Yeah, really, really pleased to have you on. I, 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 kind of jokingly, I, the I, first time I saw you wrestle was right towards the end of your indies, actually, at, at Brixton Academy. for. Uh, Sorry, being assaulted by some... I'm not sure what that is. It demonic. Did, it came at me earlier as well. Mosquito. It's all right. It's said it over to the PR. Thing. It's fine. He can deal with it now. Um, I saw you, it was at Progress at Brixton Academy when yeah. they did that kind of far, farewell to you in, mm. the, in the main event. And I find that juxtaposition between music venues and, and wrestling really interesting what's it like coming here and and playing because this is your second year at download yeah. right so uh, third year actually oh because oh, you came out and did tommy in the first year of course you did yes i did yeah yeah <laughs> so yeah how's it how's it been being at download with surrounded by music fans Dude, and how different is it i feel right at home like i, I i've said this in uh, in multiple interviews before like wrestling and, and, and music festivals and metal you know it collides so well like it's such a such a great vibe and i mean look at look look at them there's so many of them it's it's so cool like we just did the first session with nxt and uh, i walked out there and like it's 
recognize. I can't, I can't describe it. You know I mean? It's like, I mean, we walk on stage like any performer, uh, a rock band, metal act does here. And like, it's just a vibe, man. It's, it's amazing. And then it is, we were just in that first session, you wrestled Lars, obviously a little bit of a preview of that title match for us here in the UK, but the crowd took a while to warm up through the session. That's not really a surprise. It's one in the afternoon. When you came out, there was a reaction. It was massive. Luckily, it did. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's just good to see because, like, you know, when I came here with Progress, um, wrestling fans, oh, the fans that were surrounding, uh, surrounding the, the tent were obviously, I wouldn't say cold to wrestling, but they were just into wrestling and not specifically the wrestlers. It's just the fact that we had wrestling that made, made the draw. And then we did, uh, then I did it with Download, and it was obviously in the beginning stages of my career with NXT. And again, the, the, the response was towards the wrestler, not, spe- sorry, the wrestling, not specifically the wrestler. But now, after all this build and like carrying, carrying the title and carrying NXT uh, as a brand, the response is much more towards me as a, as a performer, as a wrestler, and as an individual than it is just the wrestling itself, which is, I think is, uh, is a big compliment to what I've done so far with NXT. It's, yeah, it's got to feel pretty <clears throat> incredible. And I think actually, when you consider as well, and I've heard you talk about it before, the music here at Download is very much in your wheelhouse. Yep. It's got to be cool. It's kind of like, without generalizing too much, your people backing you and getting behind yeah. you. And it's, it's yeah. got to be awesome. Yeah, it's amazing. Like it's, like it's all these, all these, like I, I sometimes feel when like, when I, when I talk about it, I feel like I'm repeating myself, but it's <laughs> legit how I feel about things. It's just like, all these cool kids, you know, they all like, you know, they all coerce and they all like swarm on this, on this festival together and they feel amazing because of the music that brings them together. And I'm so happy that we as NXT can be a part of that because, you know, as I said before, like wrestling and music, it just goes hand in hand. And the responses for us coming out and starting the show and throughout the show are a complete testimony of that. You're getting to run a couple of European shows while you guys are here mm-hmm. as well. And, and, Again, not just coming back to a music festival, actually coming back to the UK, coming back to Europe where you, you kind of came up. It's got to be pretty cool. Just tell us a little bit about how you came from being, you know, a wrestling-obsessed kid in, in Holland, not a country known necessarily for its no, wrestling not scene, not to, to kind of where you were before you kind of signed with WWE. Um, so I started training in 2000, which is uh, 18 years ago. You see, I have to... Think yeah. about that for a second. So like, that's, that's how long you look my memory serves me. Just to be clear. <laughs> I look great for 50. Um, so um, I started in 2000, and uh, I had my first official match in, uh, on the 18th of June, 2002. And like you said, wrestling was not a thing in Holland. Still to this day, it's not, you know, it's, it's getting, getting, getting a little bit more of a wave I'd like to think that me being in WWE has something to do with that, but definitely also the guys from like Prosing Holland who, you know, have been been at it for like a strict ten years of trying to you know boost professional wrestling in uh, in, in, in Netherlands. Um, it was a very slow process, and I had to travel to get my training. I had to travel to England to get trained. I had to travel to Germany to get trained, and it wasn't necessarily people that were like stoked to train this like skinny maybe a 140 pound kid at the time. I mean, I'm obviously still not like 270 and you know what I mean? Like, um, but back, back, back in, uh, back in those times, those times, you know, 18 years ago, um, 
you know, that generation of wrestlers was not happy with the new generation of wrestlers coming up um, because there were all these guys who were kind of like looking at us to kind of like we had to, you know, they had to pass the torch to us, but they're like, oh, we don't want to, you know, we want to, you know, we, we, we don't feel that you deserve it yet. We don't feel like we want to pass the torch yet. You don't deserve a spotlight yet. And, you know, I, I'd like to think that my training was always a little bit more subsided than the old schools, school ways. I, I couldn't really pay a wrestling school and attend it every every week or like four or five days uh, um, at a time. I had to really, really, you know, graft and grind for my wrestling training to be complete and even to get to different countries to get noticed. And eventually, every year I thought to myself, well, it's not going to get any better. And then we went to Germany. It's not going to get any better. And we went to Italy. I'm like, well, that's, that's about as much as it's going to get. Went to the United Kingdom. I was like, well, it's definitely not going to get any better than this. And if it does, I'll have a fantastic career. Then we went to Japan. And at Japan, I thought, because Japan was always like my pinnacle, personally. I was always like, well, I, I said this quite recently. It's like, I never thought WWE would ever have an interest in me. I was like, you know, WWE is the land of the giants. I'm not a giant. I like, what's, what's, um, I, I need to focus on stuff that's, uh, that, that I can realize. So stuff that's like attainable. And I always thought to me, Japan is attainable. And I, I went to Japan, Japan and I loved my time in Japan. I had like five, six tours in Japan. And uh, I always thought, like, well, that's, you know. But at the same time, the United Kingdom started coming up, and the crowds were getting bigger, and the wrestling was getting bigger, and the, 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 the wrestlers in the United Kingdom were just grade-A guys. Like, you know, I mean, they've highlighted some here tonight, guys like, you know, like 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 Leguero and Joseph Connors, and all these dudes are just, like, on top of their game, and they helped elevate that platform. And I was so happy to be thrown into the mix with that because I could present something different because I was doing something that wasn't done necessarily at the time, you know, like I had this creepy occult gimmick and it was just different. And I'm not saying that the, the occult gimmicks are new because obviously they're not, but I just did, I'd like to think that I did something different with it than most people did. And then all of a sudden I got a email from uh, a Mr. William Regal and I was like, get out of here. They don't want me. And here we are sitting talking about it. You know what I mean? So. And you mentioned that you didn't have much access to training in no. the Netherlands, but what was your exposure to the product like in the Netherlands? Because did you have, did you manage to sort of order the pay-per-views and that kind of stuff? No, no, no. So, so I had a buddy that I started training with called Tankwa. He's a, he's still a Russell to this day. He's the head of trainer of a Holland. Holland. Um, and he was, he was, uh, he was one of those guys. We all have, them. we all had those friends that they, they could like, they could get those tapes and he always had the tapes. He had like, he had Big Japan. He had Zero One. He had Revolution Pro. And I'm not talking. I'm not talking about the United Kingdom. I'm talking about the the, the Cali version. You know, with Zokre and, and Scorpio Sky and like Super Dragon and Taro, all these guys. And um, we used to watch that. And he, he always had like more stuff. So my influence was never uh, WWE that much, simply because it wasn't really available until I. Uh, Figured out that they were selling them at my local uh, at my local uh, uh, record shop. They were selling tapes. They were selling like 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 Resurrection 2000 something and like was it Insurrection? Res- Insurrection. 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 I apologize. I apologize. That's not a good type of you to bring up, but that's fine. <laughs> oh well, you know, for me, but the, the thing is, like for me, like like as this like as this like 15, 16 year old kid, like seeing that, I was like. <gasps> You know what I mean? This is wrestling. And that was like kind of my first exposure to like WWE at the time. And I just started buying them. They were like, they were, you know, tapes. And then they were like 65 euros or 65 wow. gilden at the time. And I'm not sure if it was gilden, excuse me, or euros. But like for like a kid who was like 15, 16 years old, that's a lot of money. You know what yeah. I mean? But I had to get them. And um, yeah, like that, that was kind of the start of my exposure to, uh, to WWE. 
I, th I think it's really interesting you talked about the way that you work as well, because it's quite hard to put over in a world where there's either the kind of very mat wrestling style sure. or you've got the big high flyers to sure. be a striking guy, a judo guy, but... Yeah. You sell it, and it's very convincing. When you're kicking someone in the head, it looks like it hurts. How, because I kick him in the head. <laughs> How did you kind of develop that style and that, that identity so, in the ring? And, and this is, like, for those who know me longer, this is not, like, the news story. This is not a news story that I'm telling. Like, when I saw wrestling as a kid, I thought it was two dudes fighting. So I started looking up, where can I, you know. But in my five, six-year-old mind, I'm like, right, that's martial arts. I got to do martial arts. So I started doing karate and judo, and eventually I transited, like I went to like Penchak Shilat and I did kickboxing. And um, obviously by the time I was like nine, ten years old, I figured out that martial arts and professional wrestling were two different things, thankfully. But um, I, I know I, I had a knack for it, and I just I kept doing it because I enjoyed it. I was never like fantastic at it, but I, I enjoyed doing it, and it was something to do as a kid because it, it, it gave me an outlet. And... Um, um, Ironically, it developed my style because when the time came for me to start training in professional wrestling and determining my style, even when you see my first one or two matches, you can see that influence of martial arts, but I, you know, kick people in the head and kick people in the chest and doing like all these like small combinations to them. Um, it just kind of like, it started there and it just like developed and developed and eventually, because I, I quit kickboxing when I started doing pro wrestling. And eventually, when I was like 18, 19, I came back to kickboxing because I missed the training, I missed the conditioning of it, and I felt that it was good for me to keep doing that so I can perfect my technique and maybe get some more inspiration from it. So that's where the flying knee strike came from and the spinning heel kick came from, simply because there were two moves that I wasn't really seeing in, uh, in professional wrestling uh, uh, that, that much. So around like 2007, eight, I started doing the big flying knee strike, and I, I figured to myself, what, what, what other technique can I, uh, can I bring in, apart from, like, rear body back kicks and, like, uh, uh, high kicks and stuff like that? I was like, well, you know, like, I've, I've, like I'm, I'm sure I'm not the first person to do a spinning heel kick, like, to the face. I've seen them when people do spinning heel kicks with their, with their cast, but I, I could not at the time recall doing, someone see, doing a spinning heel kick with the, with the base of the foot of their heel towards someone's face. So I just, like, well, start trying to, you know, put that in wrestling and then, I think one of the one of the things that I l like the most about like kickboxing is like pat work, and it's almost like you know it's it's, it's like this like pop 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 duck boom. And I was thinking, well, I can kind of put those combinations in 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 professional wrestling, see how I can translate that. And it's just like little things. I'd like to think there's a lot of subtext to not just Alistair Black the character, but Alistair Black's style. Um, what I like about what I do is that I can explain everything I do, even when you look back and you go like. I can, I, I can explain everything that I do. And I think for a wrestler to be able to explain your style and explain why you chose certain things, I think that's very important. I think it's a really, really valid point when you combine the fact that you're very clear on your style mm -hmm. and there's also very clear on, I don't want to say gimmick because you've spoken about it before, it's like an extension of you. but To an extent, yeah, definitely. Yeah, an learning. extension of you to an extent. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. I think that. that's pleonasm. Uh, but. <laughs> um, but that's, you know, some people take years to figure out who they are in a wrestling ring. Well, so did I. Because, like, when I started out, I was either the guy that went out and go, like, yay, like me, or I was the guy like, oh, I think you all suck, boo me. And at one point, I kind of went like, yeah, but that's not who you are. That's not, that's not, that's not me. And I liked hardcore music and I liked black metal. 
I was always like, you know, the goofy alternative kid that like liked skateboarding and had dreadlocks and shit like that. I was always kind of like, you know, like like all these kids out here, you know. And I was like, why not take what you love from that and put that in your character? Why not be this like guy that kind of says like, hey, it might look different, but I can still be success- successful. I'm not going to do it your way, your nine to five way. I'm going to do it my way. And I'll still show you that I can be very successful. And that was kind of the mindset of creating this character that initially was named Tommy End and eventually died and was reborn as Aleister Black. So, it's, it's, so you raised that as well because you talked about the UK scene growing. I think you yeah. were a big part of the scene <clears throat> at the time like when it really so. was yeah. getting there. And then you come back at the UK tournament last year and actually appear as Tommy End, get a yeah. really amazing reaction. First of all, talk about like, what that night was like. Um, I think that was my first ever pay-per-view uh, appearance for uh, WWE, and I remember. Uh, so I did progress in the mo- in, like in, in the morning afternoonish, and uh, I hopped in the car with uh, um, <clears throat> with Balor, uh, and we had to go to the UK uh, tournament straight away. And I was fresh off the plane. I came in the day before, and I was all you know. So I had that <laughs> match. I wrestled uh, Jimmy Havoc, and. Um, which, on its own, wrestling Jimmy means that you are already probably a little bit all over the place. Jimmy's a tough guy. He <laughs> might be a small dude, but he's a tough, he's a tough dude. And uh, so I jumped in, um, and we went there. Uh, halfway through, I fell asleep, and apparently uh, Finn was uh, 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 talking to uh, uh, Triple H at the time. And uh, he was trying to convince Finn to draw stuff on my face, because he's like, he's so tattooed, he won't notice that. So, you know. And we got there, and I literally, I think... Um, in about like an hour, I was uh, live on pay-per-view, and it was great. It was intimidating, scary, but it was so much fun, dude. It was. I felt like I felt like this is this is why I signed that contract right there. I came out. You know, the whole building starts like vibrating right now. But it's, it, uh, it's, it's feeling your intensity. Exactly, my it's, vibes, it's, my vibrations. <laughs> um, um, it's man, man, like that match. Like man, it was great. Yeah, I, that's that's literally all I can say. It was great. It was fantastic. And then you turn that around, coming back now, what, fifteen, eighteen months later. And they are not holding back on the NXT talent they're bringing over. I think I did have to note it down to make sure I got it right. So we've got uh, the Undisputed Era, yourself, Ricochet, uh, yourself and Ricochet against Velveteen and EC3, which in itself is going to be... Insane. Yeah. Just So like, like five years ago, who would have thought? You know what I mean? Five... with Ricochet. Here. Exactly. Against like, against, like, against like a guy like Velveteen Dream and EC3. You know, you know, like, who would have thought that would have been possible? It was funny because not too long ago, I was, uh, I was standing with, uh, with Ricochet, and we were just, like, looking into the locker room, and we said the same thing. I was like, man, look, look at this locker room. That's, that's all the boys we grew up with. This is, this is all the dudes, you know what I mean? This is all the kids that we grew up with in the locker rooms and the European indies and the American indies and some of us in Japan. And it's just wild to think about that, like, that group of kids. I always like to think that, like, we were never meant to, to make it. Almost that kind of, because, you know, we weren't, we weren't the size. We didn't have the look. And then, like, somewhere someone gave us an opportunity. And we're like, nah, I think you guys have what it takes. And it worked. You know what I mean? Having Regal being part of that makes a huge well, difference. Well, not just Regal, but also you can't, you can't discredit Triple H. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, like it's, 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 
such a testimony to to him and William Regal that they keep their ear close to the ground and you know listen and like they see and they they know they know a lot more than we think they do and you know that entire locker room uh, uh, now being in the NXT WWE locker room is like is again I've used the word before but testimony of that it's just it's it's mind blowing. A really interesting piece of news coming out in the last few days from <clears throat> WWE UK that Johnny Saint has been announced as the new UK general manager. I mean, another another thing where you're like, would you ever thought that was going to happen? You know, <laughs> Johnny the- Saint. I you know, I remember World of Sport, and that's <laughs> that is you know that ages you immediately, but that is a whole different yeah. world. Him coming back through, but I think you he's been out there for the six months or so training yeah. with the NXT yes. have you had much chance to work with Johnny a little bit but I also had a, a, like before signing with uh, WB I had a chance a couple of opportunities to uh, to uh, get some of his knowledge and uh, I was lucky enough to uh, engage in a few conversations with him and um, Johnny Saint man bless him he's he's a, he's a treasure in every sense of the word is there anything that does stand out from those conversations because I think the average maybe WWE fan might not be familiar. The with fact him. that he is so approachable and he's such a human being, and don't think that me saying a human being is like is like is, is like undermining him. It means like he's the most approachable, lovable, kind-hearted, patient man. However, however, I remember very vivid not too long ago when he was in the performance center and he showed me something, and he was jockeying for position with me. He grabbed my wrist and he just pulled me down, and this like. I'd like to say Johnny Saint weighs around 140, 150, maybe. The strength in that man's arms and his hands is ridiculous. He just threw me like it was nothing. Again, not to say that I'm some, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm 215, but he just grabbed me and just like jocked me down. It's like, okay, here we go. You know what I mean? Like he's, he's, he's still got it, man. He still moves like a cat. I mean, I'm genuinely so excited. We're desperately hoping to get to speak to him next week around sure. the UK tournament because that's going to be uh, something else. I, I also wanted to come back to what you were saying about all the guys in the locker room. Yes. The fact that they're guys who came up together. Mm-hmm. There's, there's currently a little bit of a backlash in Brit wrestling to the fact that the guys who have signed to the WWE are only going to be able to work with the certain promotions that mm. the WWE work with. And some people haven't been particularly happy about that. Now, the wrestlers, and I don't mean the guys who have signed, but everyone else around it, whether it's David Starr, Volta, like everyone else sure. has gone... Guys, this is the dream, and there's so much more talent there. Yeah. What do you kind of make of people who maybe doubt that the scene will, would think that it would struggle without those guys there? So whenever, whenever that stuff happens, I feel that the next generation is tested. And now that we have British wrestling up to this like standard and this level, it is up to them to carry that torch and push the ceiling even further. So you can do two things. You can A, get bitter and change nothing, and that's not going to help you. That's not going to help wrestling. That's not going to help anyone. Or you can train harder, you can push harder, and you can make a name for yourself. I never, I never sat down and got bitter. I, I had this mindset. If there's one thing that I told myself throughout my 18 years is think globally. Don't think locally. Like, if you shoot for the stars and you hit the moon, that's a great accomplishment. But keep pushing it. Don't get sidetracked about what's, worried, what, what, what's going on here. Don't get sidetracked about what this person is saying about you or about other people that you're involved with. doesn't matter. 
you keep your eyes on the prize. And if you get the prize, you want the next prize. And you just keep pushing. And I feel that the younger generation of um, wrestlers, they need to obtain um, that attitude. And they need to uh, uh, take what we do a lot more serious. Because like, getting bitter helps no one. And uh, if you know where I come from, if you know where guys like Adam Cole and Ricochet and like, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, um, you know, like even guys from the Performance Center like Velveteen Dream, if you know where they come from and what they've done and sacrificed to get to this level, you have no reason to be bitter. There is never any good excuse to get demotivated because things happen. Yeah, life's tough. Life's always going to be tough. You're not going to get like golden eggs all the time. Sometimes you just got to create opportunities for yourself. And the only way you can do that is to push boundaries and like keep the focus on you and not them. And you know, there, there are, it's a fantastic point. And the guys, there's some guys actually in this year's tournament who really stand out to me from that front. Sure. When you look at someone like Flash, when you yeah. look at someone like uh, Zach Gibson, yeah. who 15 months ago might have had a shout of being in that previous tournament and weren't there. And Man, but, they worked but, hard in the last. But did you ever months. hear him complain? I think Gibson, in my my book, is one of those guys who is since I've known him, which is a while, has always kept his eyes on the prize. Same with Flash. Never heard him complain. Even when he had his opening round against Zach and he got unfortunately he got injured, never heard him complain. His attitude was always, "Once I get better, to the top." And look at where he is now. He just performed. In, like for WWE in front of these awesome fans are a download. And that is what you get when you keep your eyes on the prize as opposed to getting sidetracked by stuff that's not important. So again, think globally, not locally. Uh, we have to obviously <clears throat> mention that it is NXT Chicago next weekend. Yeah. The site of Pete and Tyler's phenomenal match last year. And, oh, great. And I mean, it's really difficult to look through the last two years of takeovers without going, great match, great match, great match. Sure. Uh, what, kind of, uh, what kind of challenge does it present facing someone like Lars, who maybe is very different to someone you face on the indies on a regular basis? So, obviously, the first thing that stands out is Lars's size. And then the second thing that stands out is accompanying that size is his strength. Lars is a guy that shows great resilience on everything. I can punch, kick, stretch everything about Lars, and he'll still keep coming. So my game plan is to endure. I have to endure him. That's 100% what I have to do. Just anything else you want to add? I think that was really good. I've got a very important question. It better be important. It's very important. <laughs> You're wearing wellies. Damn right. Come prepared. I did. Did you warn everybody else in the locker room? So I that told this is very important to wear well, so, wellies. So I, I told everyone my horror story from coming to download with progress the first time, and I wore and I kid you, I wore white sneakers, boat sneakers, because I was like. And I regretted that within 30 seconds of being here. So I was like, that's never happening again. So I got these, uh, these bad boys, strapped them on, I'm ready to go. Always prepared. Always prepared. <laughs> Endure. You know? You're absolutely right. That was important. Totally. Uh, Tommy, Alistair Black, brilliant. Really enjoyed that. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.